0: The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader.
1: 7 o'clock, thanks for joining us. Jim and the Buckeye Boy from the Bozart Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name. And automobiles. Good to have you along on this Thursday. Got a lot coming up on the program. Mark Johnson, voice of the Buffaloes, will be joining us. The Deion Sanders impact. It's let's just be honest. It's been it's been staggering. Has it not? I mean, just yeah. You
0: know, he hasn't even coached a game yet. He might not. There's some openings that are going to be coming up. Just kidding. Uh, you, of course, you know you bust, what
1: though. <laughs>
0: he's going to die in that job.
1: <laughs> no, he's not. I'm not. You know, I know you're. I know there's part of you wants to be a wet blanket. Okay, about this, a there's bit, a, yeah. you, you do, but I, I have to be honest. You know, and, and agree with you that there's there's no such thing as. A guarantee anymore? No. When it comes to a college football coach, there, there's no guarantee. So it's a fifteen million dollar buyout. Some schools that's, that's that's not nothing. That's nothing. That that's not a that's not an ex, an exorbitant amount to pay. That's close to
0: what they're going to pay their coach already. You know. So yeah,
1: sure. And to get the guy that you feel like you really want. In Deion Sanders. I mean, we haven't heard that. But it's got it. When The moment like when, when Mike Leach passed away. Mississippi State. That's an SEC school. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden you think, okay. Would they. There it is. Would, yeah. would, would there be that opportunity. For them to go get Deion Sanders. And. Buy out the contract. With Colorado, you know, the fifteen million dollars and and Deion Sanders, you know, is now the coach of the Mississippi State Bulldogs. I I don't like I said, it's it's unlikely. But once again, never say never. Right. And and when you talk about college football coaching. You just don't know, and if you're kidding yourself if you think, oh, there's no way he would turn down the buffs now. Yeah, there's there, there's always that possibility. I mean, we can talk about how how great the relationship is with 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 Coach Prime and mm-hmm. with with Rick George and all that. Wonderful, that's great. End of the day, it's business, and if Deion Sanders thinks he can do better. Yeah. By going to just for an example, Mississippi State, then okay. <laughs> then, see you, then Coach he, Prime. See Coach Prime's off to Thanks for a good few days uh, in
0: the team, store.
1: Yeah. I I just, you know, I, I just think that you're you're kidding yourself if you think that, you know, if you're kidding yourself if you think this is gonna be a long term relationship. That's that's all I'm saying about this. And and hopefully it lasts more than a couple of weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it at least it last a season or two. But you never know. You just can't make that assumption. I, uh, the Jackson State, they have a new coach, TC Taylor, by the way, to replace uh, Dion Sanders. That's
0: who Dion wanted to take the job, right? And
1: so he's thrilled that that they named TC Taylor as mm-hmm. the new coach.
0: But here's we're going to talk with
1: Mark Johnson coming up. But here's the coach prime effect. A, another example of it. The like Colorado, this is from Brian Howell, covers the buffs really, really closely, buff zone. Since they hired him, hired Sanders, Colorado's received 7,000 interest forms for new season tickets. And a typical offseason, buffs might get a few hundred. Yeah. May, maybe a thousand. Maybe. 1,700 fans have already put down deposits for season tickets. Buffs Team Store had its fifth largest revenue days ever. The day they launched the Prime Gear, they uh, doubled the revenue of any other day on record. And also, 25% of this year's season ticket holders called to renew their tickets. And that's how the buffs making calls. Hey, hey, we only won one game this last year, but mm-hmm. you know, would would you still want to come out to Folsom Field? Ralphie's cool. Right. You know, that guy No, they didn't have to make the phone call. People called them and said, Hey, we still don't want our tickets. We want to renew. That's the kind of impact that, that he's already had. I, I think it's just incredible. So speaking of incredible, Nikola Jokic. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. 43 points last night. Nuggets. We'll <laughs> play the clip from Michael Malone. It's good. I love it. It's classic Michael Malone. Yeah, it is. They win 141 to 128. Well, we had the other day with the the game with the, with, with the Nuggets in Detroit, where, mm-hmm. you know, 180 some points or whatever. Um, just, yeah, Nicole Jokic also got his uh, Michael Jordan MVP last night. The return of uh, Monte Morris and mm-hmm. Will Barton last night. They had a nice little video tribute to to both those players uh, last two night. Two different
0: games, huh? Last night, Nuggets Whiz, Monday night Heat Pacers. An eighty seven, eighty two final. Oof. Yeah. Kinda too, it's it's like they're not even playing the same sport. <laughs>
1: Defense. Yeah.
0: Eh. Nick's Bowls last night was good. Caught a little bit of that.
1: Yeah, I watched a little bit. Went to myself. OT. But uh, you know Nuggets now seventeen and ten, and um, you know I really enjoyed talking with Bill Hanslick yesterday on the program, mm-hmm. which we could have had him longer. But uh, we're always grateful, yeah, and, and gracious for the time that we get uh, we get uh, somebody like Bill Hanslick on for a few minutes. Enjoyed that. Uh, I just thought I, I had to ask him about Nikola Jokic though, because I mean he he played with some played against and with some really talented players. Like mm-hmm. does he mentioned Alex English? Yeah. And hands like there was no hesitation no in his hesitation. voice. Nikola Jokic is the greatest player in Denver Nuggets history. Period. Into discussion, and he's like, it's not even close as good as English and Issel and LaFonso Ellis. I mean, the list goes on and on. Carmelo, mm-hmm. you, you know, Dikembe. You, you go through these, you know, these great players. Yeah, Skywalker, David Thompson. You, you go, you know, go through the list of all these incredible players, and you probably would have to stack four or five of them on top of each other to come anywhere close to Nikola Jokic mm-hmm. in terms of what he's done. He's he's the only nugget ever to win an
0: MVP, and he's done it twice. I and we talked a little bit ago about my nature to kind of want to throw a wet blanket on things, and I don't know if this is it. I think Nikola Jokic is great. I think he might, might be the best nugget in history. But it feels like it's a team or altitude directive to push that, right? Not just to let uh. it speak on its own, but you get the feeling like the over-the-topness about some of the stuff like it. Not not necessarily Bill yesterday, but just kind of following Altitude and the Nuggets and the people that cover the Nuggets. It just is like, this feels over the top. Maybe it's because I've okay. never been a fan of the teams, of the league's best player, but it feels a little bit like...
1: I guess my question is for you then.
0: An agenda. Okay,
1: but are they? Is he wrong? I mean, you're not pointing out Bill like specifically, right. but but he is the greatest Nugget player of all time.
0: I think he might be. I, I didn't I, see all the Nuggets players.
1: I, I just think it's, and and I did get to see a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And you know, varying various stages of my life when you know when I was a kid were not going to look at it with the same lens as I do now after watching and playing basketball for years and, right. and having that that understanding of it. David Thompson was damn good. David Thompson was Dr. J in that in that rarefied air, mm-hmm. you know, of uh, George Gervin, of of those those kind of players of that period of time. I, just, and- I
0: also remember the first few seasons, Nicole Jokic, where it's we gotta find a way to get this guy to do anything, right? You know, he's gotta be consistent night in, night out. He's got to be there late in games, late in the season. I remember that. And he's turned it around and he's d- he's had two phenomenal seasons back to back. But he's also had a couple seasons in there where he's like, eh, he's alright. You know, he's second best player on the team at times behind uh, well, I remember there Jamal was, Murray there or was, whatever. There was
1: the you know the debate over him and Yusef Nurkic who was yeah. the better player and they tried to play him together and it didn't work and then the Bosnian Bowl Got dealt with mm-hmm. Portland, and and I'm and not I, saying
0: he's absolutely not the best I just, you know, it's he's only had this last three and a half years or so has been the stretch, and it's I'm just wondering aloud, I guess, when maybe it's only me that feels that way. I think he's great. I just, man, it's like it's Nikola Jokic, and then just dudes in the NBA is a little bit
1: forced i yeah. feel but we're, we're we're talking about this team this franchise mm-hmm. because when we talk all time he's starting to enter himself into that conversation more i mean when when you win back-to-back MVPs, you start to do that right the problem for him is that he hasn't won a championship hasn't got to the finals yet that hasn't
0: even gotten to the conference
1: finals, yeah he got to the conference except finals. for the bubble in the yeah, of course. yeah the the bubble they lost the lakers you know those things have to happen for him. I think ultimately to be to to move into mm-hmm. a, a greater conversation. Nuggets history. You know, okay, I'm going to agree and disagree with you on the same breath here. Mm-hmm. Isn't an agenda on the part of altitude? Yeah, probably. Yeah, say we got to come on. He's our most marketable guy. We got to talk him up. Right, talk but him up. they
0: their hottest property on I, the basketball I, side. Absolutely, I and, get so, it. So sure,
1: I and, and I, I agree with you on that. I do think he is probably the greatest player they've ever had though. And while there's still a lot to be there's still a lot of chapters to be written. I mean, the Nuggets didn't have anybody that really, you know, Alex English somewhat, mm-hmm. you know, would, would sniff an MVP, but you you never really took it seriously. I mean, Jokic has won back-to-back MVPs. And that says a lot on a, you know, in, a, in a team that, you know, ex- with the exception of the one year in the bubble, hasn't got to a Western Conference final. Right. The, you know, it's They're not a perennial, hey, we're always in the conference final, knocking on the door. It's just been that one time. They're and,
0: always underachieving. From the but, national landscape, people feel that, oh, the Nuggets, watch out for the Nuggets this year, and then... Western Conference semis, they're out in six games.
1: But the narrative is always going to be this, and I think this is an accurate narrative, that they wouldn't be where they are without him. 100%. How many how many nights does, does he carry them? Oh, absolutely. And he, he's put them on his back at times. And particularly last year when they didn't have Jamal mm-hmm. Murray, and didn't have MPJ, and still don't have MPJ. Supposedly, but well, not 10 games. Supposedly, the heel's better. Sure. You can see him at some point. Well, okay. But he sometimes can only go as far as the cast around him mm-hmm. allows him to do that, and that's what that what's that's what makes what LeBron did with the Cavaliers that one year remarkable because the supporting cast around no Jokic on that team. has been better yes. even in in a down year with you know that you know without the Blue Arrow and MPJ. Mm-hmm. I mean, that team was a bad basketball team that he willed to the NBA Finals, literally picked them up and put him on his back and carried them there yeah and Jokic has done that at times where he has carried this basketball team but not to that extent not to where he got them all the way to the finals
0: yeah I know with with his just sheer will and talent I don't feel that there's been a playoff run where he's carried them at all really no the bubble was Jamal
1: Murray it really was Jamal Murray. I mean, Jokic played okay, but yeah, he played was, all right. But I like, mean, it, was, it wasn't his. It was he ins- was not
0: the one you think of.
1: Yeah, the 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 one against Utah. I mean, the the insane match matchup with Donovan Mitchell mm-hmm. and and Jamal Murray during that that bubble run. And it was it was it was Jamal Murray yeah. that really was the hero of of that postseason. I just
0: and, I, I get the I just have had the feeling maybe the last month or so that it's a little over the top. All the I I love Nikola Jokic. I like watching him play. It gives kind of doughy, pasty guys all over the world hope, right? Even though I top out about a foot and a half shorter than Nikola <laughs> yeah, Jokic. Yeah, you do. But it, it's it's that like he's great, and he's been a great Nugget, and he might be the best Nugget ever. His ten years been longer than David Thompson's, even right? But it's one of those like it's the way that he's pushed by some of the front-range media is, man, jo- Nikola Jokic, he's, he is the NBA right now. Well, what about Giannis? Giannis, come on. Well, that guy's <laughs> got a championship.
1: I'm not going to crap on that guy. That you guy's know? too good.
0: What about, like, LeBron Radio? Like, are you serious? Yeah, they got championships.
1: Yeah, you can't you, you can't know? dismiss whether you like, well, like him or not. You can't Golden dismiss him. Golden State's
0: them. still great. You know, Steph Curry, well, I mean, he's not the joker. Well, they got... We got a handful of rings over there now. It just kind of feels like now he has to do something now to justify this, or else he's maybe going to be one of the more overhyped MVPs in a long time in the NBA. For me,
1: yeah, I, I just I don't entirely agree with you in that. I I think he is the greatest nugget player ever, just because we're seeing him put up historical numbers that things that. Nobody in Nuggets history have ever done mm-hmm. not not Alex English, not Dan Issel, not David Thompson, not Carmelo, not Fat Lever. Does it get overhyped? Yes, but but in my opinion, I think it's it it is accurate that he is the greatest Nuggets player of all time. At this point in time, he's he's won back to back MVPs. and Nobody came close to that, and like, so like
0: I said, I'm not climbing to the top of the mountain to say, well, he's absolutely not. I just, I'm still might, might be. He's one of
1: the best players in the league that still has yes. something to prove, which is got to win a title. At least got to get there mm-hmm. and have a shot at winning a title.
0: And Exactly. For me, that's where it needs to be. He needs to go farther than all of the other Nuggets, which is conference finals, right? Which, yeah, you got to get to the finals. You got to get to the finals. I know you say he's doing things that individually some other Nuggets never have, and that's great. But he's not taking the team any higher than Carmelo or Chauncey Billups, who's sees a much better Nugget than Chauncey Billups. But well, we, we can look. We can debate all day. We, we can go all day.
1: We, we, we got to get going here. But statistically, he's done things that nobody's ever done in Nuggets history. That's true. And, and so from that, and winning back to back MVPs, I can only go on what I know is factual, mm-hmm. and those are factual things. But I mean, you make really good points, and we'll. We'll kick it back around later on. We're not we're not done with this yet. Uh coming up Mark Johnson voice of the Buffaloes will join us but first
0: what's happening?
1: All right, that really overhyped Nikola Jokic just give me a little jab there. Okay. Uh Nuggets Nikola Jokic exploded for 43 points. He received his second MVP trophy and leading Denver to a 141-128 to win over Washington at Ball Arena last night.
2: Incredible number. Obviously, uh, there was no defensive player of the game tonight because there was no defense in the game. But we just had a really kind of cool moment giving Nikola Jokic his MVP trophy in the locker room and uh, the first ever Michael Jordan MVP award. And uh, that's pretty neat to give him that.
1: All right, that's Nuggets coach Michael Malone. Denver welcome back former Nuggets Monte Morris and Will Barton. Morris scored 20 points with Barton dropping in 22. Bones Highland had 23 for Denver with Aaron Gordon adding 22 as the Nuggets moved to 17-10. and 10. Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson threw a few passes and worked down on the side as Denver continues to get ready for Sunday's home game against Arizona. Wilson sustained a concussion and the Broncos' lost to Kansas City. Coach Nathaniel Hackett says Wilson is day-to-day. We're just following the protocol exactly how we need to and making sure that we increase his physical activity appropriately as the NFL has listed it out. Brett Rippin can make his third career start and the second one of the season for Denver. The Cardinals will start veteran Colt McCoy after starting quarterback Kyler Murray sustained a season-ending knee injury. Broncos receivers Cortland Sutton and Kendall Hinton didn't practice Wednesday due to hamstring issues. Denver picked up wide receiver Freddie Swain off Miami's practice squad. Swain played previously with Russell Wilson in Seattle. Denver and Arizona Sunday on the Team Sports Network with pregame noon and a 2:05 kickoff tonight it's Thursday night football San Francisco squares off against Seattle pregame at 5 30 keeping on the Broncos they have lost guard Natani Muti to the Raiders after Las Vegas signed him off the practice squad Muti replaced rookie Luke Wattenberg at left guard Sunday in Denver's loss to the Chiefs Wattenberg was filling in for the injured Dalton Reisner but was getting manhandled by the Chiefs defensive line Muti came in to replace Wattenberg and played the rest of the game the fan reports, the Broncos wanted to sign Muti to the 53-man roster after the game, but he rejected the offer and chose to sign with the Raiders. Muti was a six-round pick of Denver. Apparently he was upset over uh, Wattenberg getting the start over him in that game, new Broncos ownership uh, announcing $100 million in stadium upgrades at Empower Field and Mile High. Right after Denver's January 8th season finale against the LA Chargers, work will begin on the expansion of the video board and expanded team store, additional concessions, and refurbished suites. The League's ownership committee approved the plan at the League's ownership meeting in Dallas. Palisade Boys and Girls Basketball Tournament tips off today, and the boys Central faces Mead, and Fruto Monument takes on Delta with both games at 4 30, with the host Bulldogs playing Cortez and Grand Junction taking on Silver Creek. Both those games are at 7.30 in the girls' tournament. Fruta plays Delta, and it's Central against Meade. Both games are at 3 o'clock. The host Bulldog girls tangle with the with Grand Junction facing Silver Creek. Both those games are set for six tonight, with both tournaments running through Saturday with championship games. Palisade Bulldogs Avenue wrestling coach, longtime youth coach, and Bulldogs assistant Bill Troutwine is now in the big chair with Tanner Ridgeway moving on to Grand Junction. Troutwine started with the Little Dogs youth wrestling program at the middle school level before moving to the prep coaching staff. He says starting with the Little Guys, the perfect jumping off point for eventually this part of his career.
2: I think I just cut my teeth with the little guys. Coach Ridgway certainly had a lot of influence in some of the things that the way I look at it and some of my coaching philosophies. To be honest with you, it was an advantageous for me to start low and work my way up.
1: Bulldogs join the other Valley schools at the Warrior Classic. That starts tomorrow at Central High School. Matches start at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. And that's...
0: What's happening?
1: All right, Voice the Buffaloes, Mark Johnson joins us next on the Jim Davis Show.
0: Craptastic. That's just crap. The team presents the Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. It's time to talk buffs with CU voice Mark Johnson on the Jim Davis Show on the team.
1: And with us this morning, the original, the only, Mark Johnson. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Wow,
3: the original. Yeah, I well, I thought of it that way, but uh, I suppose that's true. I suppose that's true for all of us, though, when you really think about it.
1: <laughs> that's true. Well, uh, the reason I bring that up is because of the uh, little identity theft thing going on. I told the Buckeye boy it was not a good idea to do that. He should not try to pretend to be you. But uh, <laughs> but he'd be taller. As, yeah, he, he never listens to me. Yeah, he wanted to pretend that he was as tall as you, and so he no. thought he would pretend to be you.
3: He's always had kind of a shady disposition that I've never—I've always mm-hmm. wondered about. So yes. I'm not surprised. The good news is on, on Twitter uh, they, they set up a nice little deal for me. It's voice recognition, and not many people can, can crack that. So I was able to able to get my identity back.
1: <laughs> You're out of luck, there, buddy. I'm sorry. It's yeah, a, it's a, I can't it's, really do that. <laughs> it's over, Buckeye. It's over for you. Yeah, Marcus <laughs> down to way to, to, to lock you out. Uh, and, and, yeah. Jim,
3: the thing is on Twitter, I, you know, I, I don't. Uh, I've never uh, applied for a blue check, and I've never even wanted to, and I've never understood the blue check thing. But one of the folks at the university, when when it happened last week, drops me a line says maybe it's time because they've always said you should get the blue check. I'm like, ah, I don't care. Ah, but... And so they they told me maybe it's time to get the blue check, so maybe I'll have to do that, so I
1: can't be impersonated. Yeah. Well, I you know. I, I said I discouraged him as much as I could, Mark. But uh, <laughs> Buckeye boy's going to do what the Buckeye boy wants yeah. to do. Um, so do we? Can you give Coach Prime like a half of a victory for showing up last Thursday night? Because it's that's when the Buffs took off, right? Uh, and and that game against CSU is when 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 Coach Prime walked in the door. Uh, so can he? Is Tad going to give him like a little sliver of of a, of a victory? His his first ever CU Buffs victory
3: for oh, Coach you're Prime. Not the first- Bring it up to me. And, and uh, you know, if you're Tad Boyle you're trying to, uh, you know, unlock your team, if you will, to continue to play at a high level, I don't think he wants to because he wants, you know, Prime's not going to be at every game all season exactly. long. So he wants to make sure the Buffaloes were able to do that by themselves. But it certainly was a little bit conspicuous, wasn't it, that he walked in all of a sudden they went on, on one heck of a roll at that point in time and, and kind of blew things over. The truth of the matter was, though, because he got there, what, the first media timeout of the second half. Uh, at the, the four minute timeout, which I think there was about three forty two or something left. That fourth timeout um, of the first half, it was tied at 28. From that point on, they went like, I might have the numbers wrong, like 65-37 to 37 or something. They outscored CSU. So it really started before that. But, boy, everyone's making a connection with Coach Prime, so who might argue about it?
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. And, look, we went through some of these numbers that, that Brian Hal put out uh, from Buff Zone about Seven thousand interest forms for new season tickets. Yep. Usually, buffs maybe get a thousand. The renewals where they didn't have to make a phone call to anybody, you know, or hey, come out and watch Ralphie run again. You know, we yep. only won one game, but we'll be better this year. Uh, people are calling back to get their tickets renewed, and these are all incredible signs of the, of the coach prime effect.
3: Well, it's it, we, we've talked about it since we brought him aboard. I mean, it, it's really kind of a, a, a unsurreal kind of deal. The way the attention that he brings in, which is why so many times you've heard me, you know, we we hired a coach, yes, but we hired a celebrity on top of it. And and so the, 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 just the tidal wave of, you know, uh, attraction and, you know, interest and fascination is is really, really fascinating to me. I was out in Kansas early in the week, uh, went out there, did some bird hunting, and, you know, I'm sitting at a small town cafe. I went to a, uh, You know, Rocky Mountain Oyster Fry one night at the VFW, and people are walking over and want to talk about, you know, Coach Prime and, you know, have you met him? Have you done this? Have you done that? What about him? Is he going to do this? I mean, it really is really interesting to watch. And I know he's got a huge recruiting weekend coming up. I've seen somewhere, I just saw a report. Somebody, one of the reporters put out, they thought maybe it would be as many as 30 kids on campus, uh, you know, the possible recruits. And so it's, yeah, it's, I never cease to be amazed. Every day I get up and go, well, that's something I didn't think I'd ever see.
1: I did notice, Mark, that, uh, yeah, you, know, you, you did a Kansas radio program when you're out there. I mean, in person, I'm just, I just went, you know, didn't go unnoticed, Mark, that you stopped by and paid them a visit, and you know, um, maybe well, the next, the next time you're in our neck of the woods, maybe you know, swing by corner third and Sherwood, and you know, we'd love to see you. Go
3: you know, well, I, you know, just to set the record straight now, and the record, <laughs> and you can back me up.
0: Okay.
3: On that. Last <laughs> spring, I did call you and say, "Listen, I'm going to be in town," and uh, you said, "Well." Oh, was that was that when Buckeye was getting married yes I think it was yeah yeah so did you of you were going to be there so I tried once
1: okay well I mean because I, I we were coming back from we were in Mexico he was getting married the next day I'm I'm sorry Mark okay you know I stand corrected I'll shut up then yes you have extended you know the the, the olive branch to to come over and, and be with us and and we well yeah, but thanks thanks for getting married Buckeye thanks yeah, a lot good, good yeah job. you got
3: it. And by the way, that that uh, that was quite a sacrifice I made there on Tuesday morning uh, for those guys, um, because it was interrupting some pretty hot bird hunting, and I was not happy about it Because you know they called up and said, "Hey, would you?" I'm like, "Yeah, okay, yeah, fine, it will be great." And uh, all of a sudden, you know, we get into some birds, and my buddy looks and goes, "You know, we got to get going here in about two minutes to get over that deal." I'm like, "Oh man, Aww. yeah." I just about called him up and said, I'll do it by the phone, but uh, you may hear some uh, shotgun shells in the background. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Mark, I would never do that. To you. I'd never interrupt a, a hunting excursion for you. I'd never do that. We'd make sure the, the docket is clean, the, the The agenda is only coming on the program, and nothing else would, uh, would, would run into uh, interference for you. Uh, <laughs> so let's talk about the coaching staff situation, yep. because th- this remains one well, of these very kind of unsettled, fluid things right now when it comes to Deion Sanders and who he is hiring. Can you give us any update on this?
3: Well, it's really kind of interesting, like you mentioned there, because it does seem relatively fluid at this point in time, and and there's been nothing that has been concrete that's been nailed down. Now, there are a few guys that are outing themselves, obviously, on Twitter. I mean, Tim Brewster is out there. He's got an official CU account. He's doing his thing, and Coach O'Boyle is doing the same thing. And so there are a small handful of guys that are out there, you know, recruiting and, and vocally, uh, if you will, on social media, expressing the fact that they're out there representing the University of Colorado. But there has been no official announcements coming down at this point in time. And, and I think there's a little bit going on there. The First first off, well, what happens when they hire a coach is there has to be a vetting that goes on and background checks. They have to have, you know That was true with me when I came on board here almost six years ago, that they go through that whole process. But I, I think that's part of what's going on right now. And then, you know, we've seen a couple, I guess, uh, Oh goodness! Uh, the Willie Taggart was the one that the popped up initially. Was going to be on, that he wasn't going to be on it. So I'm not even sure where that one stands right now. So it, it is kind of interesting. With now, there's plenty of staff members on campus right now, as you can imagine, with uh, the recruiting weekends they've got going on. So there's plenty of people that are in there working and. Building the program and recruiting, and you know, making sure they make contacts with the guys in the transfer portal, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, in terms of the staff, it's a little bit unsettled right now, and I don't—I wouldn't look into that in anything that's concerning at all. I think it's just part of the process you have to go through when a new staff
1: comes on board. Voice of Buffalo is Mark Johnson with us today. He joins us every Thursday on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Flip it over to basketball. We, we referenced it a little bit with uh, Coach Prime showing up at the the, the Buffs' whenever over uh, CSU last Thursday at the Event Center. And uh, K.J. Simpson with a big game, 27 points. Made a nice little run there at the end of the first half, Mark, and then just really stepped on the pedal in the second half, particularly like we are talking about when when uh, Coach Prime arrived uh, to watch the basketball game.
3: Well, th- th- what we saw there is, is what, kind of what we've talked about with what they did over Tennessee, what they did over Texas A&M, what they're capable of. And I think that was the message. If you saw some of the video that came out of the locker room, the buff vision shot was Tad saying, "See, You guys are, are proving what you're capable of and when they play with that kind of... and it's really not a whole mystery to this whole thing. I mean, it's a will and a want to. It's an intensity thing. It's, it's playing with purpose, and all those little words we throw out when it comes to you know, uh, you know teams and how hard athletes play. I mean, it, it's as simple as that. This team is talented, and they can play at an exceptionally high level. And K.J. Simpson, by the way, is an elite player when he's playing that way. Um, you know, we were doing the broadcast the other day, and... And uh, he makes a, a heck of a three-pointer there at the top of the key that, you know, was probably from, oh, heck, I don't know, probably 30 feet, 32 feet or something. But that's an NBA type of shot. That's what we see Steph Curry and guys like that do it. And Scott said, holy cow, that, that that dude's an NBA guy. And I said, yes, he is. When well, when he plays that way, he's got that kind of explosiveness, and he's got quickness, and his shot is really growing and improving as time goes on. I mean, he can play at the next level, at a very high level. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to see how he continues to develop. But, yeah, they, this team is, it's, it's perplexing at times because they've had the extreme highs and extreme lows. And then uh, at other times you're like, well, that's, that's what it's supposed to be playing. But, you know, isn't it interesting, Jim? I, I need to look this up this morning. I think I looked uh, a couple of days ago. Their net number, despite the fact they've got a 5 and 5 record, their net number is still like 42 or, or something, which indicates how tough the schedule is they played and uh, what kind of potential they have.
1: And tonight, uh, you know, it's this continues on with some more home games for the Buffaloes. Uh, yep. With tonight, uh, got to be nice for you to, to be home for a few days with the family, uh, particularly in the holiday season. Uh, University of North Alabama, the Lions come in tonight uh, to the event center, 6-4 and four on the season. What's the scouting report on uh, the North Alabama Lions?
3: Very good uh, offensive team. They average about 79 points per game, shoot almost 50%. Uh, about thirty-seven, thirty-eight percent from outside the arc. Don't turn the ball over too terribly much. Rebounding numbers are, are, are okay. They're a solid rebounding team, but very efficient on the offensive side of the ball. And so, this is the kind of one of those kind of games that if Colorado doesn't come in and play like we were just talking about with energy and play with intensity and those kind of things, this is a team that can put some numbers up on some people. I mean, they'll they'll, they'll hang uh, you know eighty-five, ninety points in a ball game up very easily. And so, uh, it, it's not a game that. It's a game the Buffs should win, but it's a game that you better raise an eyebrow, and keep an eye on it, because if you don't play the way you're supposed to, this team can come in and put a lot of points on you and walk out of here
1: with a victory. And then after North Alabama, you got a matchup on Sunday with uh, Northern Colorado. They got the win against CSU here a while back. They're five and five on the season, and this is a team that uh, for, for Jeff Linder that played his basketball here in, in town at uh, you know at, at Colorado Mesa. Yep. Uh, that that's that's a program that uh, opened up the season, got absolutely drilled by Houston uh, in in week one. But uh, it's a, it's a basketball team that's been a NCAA tournament team uh, in recent years, and and uh, one of those uh, you know lesser lesser in state rivals, but still an in state rival nonetheless.
3: Yeah, and, and they bring in Dalen Coons, the former Colorado yep. Buffalo of course, who is a very talented guy and has had some monster games. You know that was a good move. I mean, I thought he was developing nicely, Colorado. And then he decided to transfer it. He went to UNC and has really exploded as a player. Got a lot of reps, obviously, getting a lot of minutes out there. Uh, he's had some huge games over the last season. He had the 30-point game or whatever it was against uh, Arizona. And so, I mean, he's, he's really a talented guy. And don't think Dalen's not going to want to come back to the place where he started his career and uh, maybe show Tad Boyle a little something. I guarantee you that's part of the motivation there. So, no, they can play some basketball. We saw what they did against Colorado State a couple of weeks ago. And uh, so you're always a little wary about those kind of games. I like these kind of games, though, where you play the, the, the front-range schools or you, know, you get a chance to play some of those regional kind of games. I like that. But, but yeah, that's one of those that I always chuckle at Ted. You know, and virtually every game I walk in, and we sit down in his office, we sit at the conference table there in his office, we do pregame. Every single game, you know, we, we sit there and chit-chat and have some small talk, and I say, okay, well... What are we looking at tonight? And and almost every single game, they look at me and go, well, they're, they're better than you think they are. I mean, they're really good. I mean, <laughs> he gives me this. I said, every single night, you're apparently playing, you know, the Boston Celtics or the LA Lakers. He goes, well, I don't want to say that, but they're really good. Uh, maybe they're overscheduled. Maybe. So it's it's always fun watching the schedule remorse that Tad goes through when we play these teams. I guarantee you, when we see uh, one another on Sunday afternoon for that game against USC, he'll be saying the same thing.
1: Is Tad going a little Lou Holtz light here?
3: Little, little hey, just go a little bit, guys. Lou, guys, Lou guys, guys. Yeah, guys Lou come on, guys, how so good Notre Dame was playing somebody. I don't care if it was Bob Screen or you. They were playing the Green Bay Packers, <laughs> right? That's the way Lou always was. Oh, they're very good. Uh, Tad's, yeah, Lou Holtz light. I'm going to use that. I'm going to tell them that you you coined that phrase. I'm going to use that on this weekend. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Please, please share that with them. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, and I, look, Bob Screen door. They, they were tough, but they had that stretch, you know, oh, yeah. where. But you know, defensively, they just give up a lot. They let you know they let a lot in for People, a few. right. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, that. exactly. But, but, boy, they could really score. They really could back in the day. Uh, Mark, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Have a great call tonight. All
0: right. See you guys.
1: All right. Take care. Mark Johnson, voice of the Buffaloes. The original, the official Mark Johnson.
0: Yes. Not the impersonated.
1: Yeah, on on Twitter, Mark, Mark Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. All right. 738. Jim with the Buckeye boy. Text or call us 970-242-1340. Palisade basketball tournament with uh, all the area teams. Uh, both boys and the girls gets underway later on today at a Palisade High School talk with Corey Hitchcock, Bulldogs coach, coming up in just a little bit about that. Uh, right now, though, let's go ahead and get the sound check.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story, and I need all of
0: you to stop what you're doing and listen.
1: All right, what do you have, Buckeye? Well,
0: the greatest nugget ever now plays for another team. Bull Bull is a member of... Actually, I don't even know what team he's on right now. Uh, He's on the Magic. I should have known, but they had some odd-colored unis the other night, so it was kind of... You can tell who Bull Bull is from a mile away because he's all knees and elbows, but you don't have any idea what team he plays for at times. Although, Bull Bull went coast-to-coast the other night. Rebounded by Bulls.
3: Bull with the spin move and the step through. The hammer that's going to bring the roots down at the amway center into the in. end how about this one the spin move and then right through and the finish let's get another look david what do you say different angle coming right at you oh boom. what a finish what a reaction <laughs> by the bench
0: a spin move at the three-point line then it felt like a lebron-esque four steps but only because bull bull again <laughs> nice. on knees and elbows it was uh, a couple steps and then a two-hand flush, but a uh, little Euro step in there, too, a little bit. Yeah. I liked
1: his game because it was so unique. Yeah. It's too bad it couldn't have worked out.
0: But to see somebody that big pull off a spin move, it's like, wait, oh, he's traveling. I mean, he has got, to be He's got to be. Not that they call it, but <laughs> he's got to be traveling. Yeah.
1: All right, 740. We'll take a break. We'll come back. And I guess today... We we talked about this a little bit yesterday with the play in for the NHL. It's not it's not even in the real serious discussion phase. If you still got some thoughts on that, should the NHL have a play in round like the NBA does? Uh, also, should Russell Wilson play this Sunday if he's cleared? I don't think he should. No, I I, I really it's only to be seven days. Kisle has a piece on it today. He's continuing on with, you know, with kind of the narrative with what he had after Brain Russ.
0: damage.
1: I, I I just think that there's – I don't care right now if they have eight or nine wins. I don't – he shouldn't play. He shouldn't play Sunday. And I admire and I, I – Russ's competitive nature and wanting to, to be out there and play. But sometimes but you have to –
0: that's why you have coaches and a training staff.
1: Exactly. That's what you have. Sometimes you have to protect people from themselves. And I just I hope they don't clear him. I hope he doesn't play Sunday. After seeing what we have, what happened last week, got some thoughts on that. And if you think he should, why? I'm just curious if you, I mean, I'm I'm gonna sit here and say, oh, you're an awful person. Why should he play? I just give me the reason why you think that would make some sense.
0: And don't come with this weak take of uh, NFL players is just soft. You should yep. get out there and play. It's a,
1: it's a head injury. It's it's brain trauma. Come on. I don't care how many millions of dollars he's getting paid. It's it, it's a it's a poor decision to have him play to, to to me to, to if you're the Broncos to expect him to play
0: Sunday. Why not, get, risk, not getting that vibe? By the way, we're not getting no, that vibe at all. Why risk the next six years of investment on a meaningless game against the Cardinals?
1: Yeah, if you just want to get you know down to brass tacks here about investment, not not caring about him as a person and his. His life after football, and and the things that should really, really matter, and should but, be for, for, you know front
0: burner issues here, but really don't to the business aspect of the NFL.
1: Yeah, got some thoughts on that today. Text or call us nine seven zero two four two thirteen forty. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Palisade boys coach Corey Hitchcock joins us next on the Jim Davis Show.
3: We're gonna be here a while. Would you like to talk? Talk to me. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader,
0: the team. Talking Palisade Bulldog sports on the
3: Jim Davis Show.
1: And a conversation with Bulldogs boys basketball coach, Corey Hitchcock, brought to you by the Rick Nelson Agency and American Family Insurance. For a pre-comparison, call this team of licensed professionals at 970-241-0078. Corey Hitchcock joins us on the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line. Good morning, Corey. How are you doing,
2: sir? I'm good. How are
1: you doing? Doing fine. Exciting day! The uh, Palisade basketball tournaments for the for the boys and the girls get underway today. And I know this is this takes a lot of planning, a lot of execution between yourself and and Don Baver, the girls' coach, and obviously Greg Hawkins has to orchestrate this thing as well. This is a, a lot of people had to, to to come together to make this thing uh, uh you know take off today out of Palisade High School. Yeah, absolutely.
2: I mean, there's a lot of people involved, but you know, I think that. The tournament we're going to be running is going to be a first-class tournament. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, uh, I'm excited to get some good teams over here on the Western Slope to come compete against us, Western Slope teams. and uh, I'm just excited to see who we're going to crown as champion when it comes Saturday.
1: I know that uh, that you're able to, like you said, bring in some, some really good basketball teams, get some of the, the local teams involved in this as well, and uh, with, with the three other Valley teams. I mean, that that obviously adds to the the excitement, the draw when you have a fruit a Grand Junction to Central also playing in this tournament.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, my ultimate goal as a coach is that to help build basketball in the valley. I don't care what school they go to. You know, I, I root for all those schools when they're not playing us. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And uh, you know, I want all those kids to be successful. So, uh, you know, I'm just ex- excited to have all the Valley teams here and then bring some other teams in from over from all over the state and and hopefully uh, one of our Valley teams can can win that championship and take home that trophy and, and represent the Valley.
1: Well, just looking at the, the boys' bracket, and uh, we'll, we'll go through uh, after we finish talking to the girls' bracket as well, but uh, you've got Cortez tonight, and uh, we'll start out today with the, the early games, Fruta against Delta, and then uh, Central against Meade. Fruta's playing really well right now. Uh, Jake Aguirre's got them off to an outstanding start. Uh, Central—they're also playing really well. We saw that at the Warrior Challenge, and and so a couple of basketball teams, local teams uh, that are they're that playing well, starting out uh, early today with the four thirty games, Fruit against Delta, and then Central against Mead.
2: Yeah, I mean, what, those are going to be those are going to be two great games. I mean, obviously, I think Delta is always tough, and uh, Jake's doing a great job at Fruit. Of those boys are playing at a high level right now, and they're only getting better. Uh, just watching those guys play at the Warrior was fun. And I think John's doing a great job over at Central, and has them at the best start probably in a long time. And uh, you know, obviously, Mead's having a great year so far too. So I think that's going to be, you know, one of the one of the games of the day. Central Mead is going to be fun to watch Central go out and compete with them, and and I'm hoping for a great ball game.
1: Corey Hitchcock, coach of the Palisade boys basketball team. The Palisade boys and girls basketball tournament gets underway today at of Palisade High School in both the main gym and the auxiliary gym. And before we talk about uh, your team and the matchup with Cortez, Grand Junction gets Silver Creek. And I know for Isaac Madison that uh, that team's off to a, a good start this season after being a playoff team the last couple of years.
2: Yeah, I mean, shoot, uh, you know, Coach Danny's doing a good job at Silver Creek. He uh, he has his boys ready to play. Uh, but I know Isaac's gonna have his guys ready to go too so um, you know I don't that that's gonna be another great game in the evening um, I think uh that can go either way and and uh, I think it's just gonna be a great matchup right? when you look at when you look at everything on paper I think it's gonna be a good little matchup so I'm excited to see uh, how all these teams play today and kind of how how they perform but uh yeah absolutely I think uh, silver creek against another game in the evening that's going to be a uh, a tough game, and then obviously I feel like we, we have a tough game, so um, yeah, it's been, I, I think overall for the boys, I think the tournament is pretty balanced and a lot of great competition and all, and uh, I'm, I just cannot wait to to have this tournament get going here.
1: Corey Hitchcock, coach of the Palisade boys basketball team with us, and uh, don't have any stats for Cortez, they haven't posted anything on MaxPreps, uh, Corey, but they're off to a 4-0 start, they beat Monticello in their last game 66-31, They've been averaging, you know, about 75, 78 points per basketball game. They've they put up 82 on Newcomb, New Mexico, uh, 84 on Aztec to open up the season. What can you tell us about this Montezuma Cortez team that's off to a 4 0 start?
2: Well, shoot, man. Coach Hall, he has his boys playing fast. Uh, they get up and down the court, they can shoot it. Uh, they love defense. And so. Uh, you know, for us to have a chance in this game tonight, we're going to, have to play good defense and not give up a lot of easy transition buckets. Um, but you know, they, they, it's a good team, and you know we know they're in undefeated, and we know they're they're putting up some a lot of points. And uh, and I think at the end of the day, uh, you know, if we can do what we can control and give us a position, put us in position to give us a chance to win down the stretch, then that's what I'm hoping for.
1: And I know for your basketball team that um, you know you lost a lot of talent from last year. Uh, obviously Donovan Mestis and others, and and uh, Ryder Mancuso, and a lot of a lot of guys were really really good players in that team last year. Uh, your team's four and two right now. But Luke Faye, uh, who was previously at At Fruita, uh, Luke has come on and been just a, a huge addition for your basketball team. Saw the great performance he had when I called your game with the the Warrior Challenge, and uh, Luke right now averaging twenty points per game. Uh, almost nine rebounds a contest. Luke Fay has been uh, just uh, an outstanding addition to your Bulldogs basketball team this season.
2: He has, you know, our guys love him. Uh, they love playing with him on the court. They love hanging around with him off the court. He's been a great fit for our program. You know, the funny part is, you know, a couple of games already, he, he just makes it look so effortless. Like when I look at the box score, I'm like, geez, he had 16 tonight. You know, like like you just, you know, it's just so smooth and effortless. You don't even realize what he's doing and so uh, you know I, I, he's, a, he's obviously a big addition i mean we're getting nick campbell back tonight uh which i'm excited about uh it's gonna be fun got a lot of good got a lot got a lot of good young guys that are gonna be able to uh step up and contribute and and get a lot of reps and you know hopefully we can uh get these boys rolling
1: what's been the thing you've been the most pleased about with your basketball team going through, of course, the Warrior Challenge. Uh, you know the, the the other games you played. The the tournament uh, that you ran, I believe. You know you you played well in that tournament, uh, leading up to this uh, one out at your place. I mean, what's been the the biggest improvement you've seen, Corey, from your basketball team here early on?
2: Uh just understanding that, how to play the game, and um, you know this team. I mean, she we're averaging I think somewhere like around eighteen or nineteen assists a game, and uh, which is incredible. Uh, they're doing a good job sharing the rock. We're not, you know, even though Luke Faye might average twenty, we still got other guys that can go score. And uh, you know, Luke Faye's has some big games, but he's had some games where he hasn't scored those double digits. So, uh, you know, it's been a uh, it's, it's been a good growing process for us, and we're getting better game by game. And I just I'm just enjoying watching them grow as players.
1: Of course, you beat Meeker fifty-eight fifty-one, and that that was the the Meeker tournament, correct? Correct. Yeah. yeah, you won the championship of that. So a great way to head into this your tournament at a Palisade this weekend. That runs through Saturday. So uh, once again, a ton of action going on, uh, both in the boys and the girls. Starts today and uh, make sure you check out Palisade against Montezuma-Cortez tonight at 7.30, Grand Junction-Silver Creek also at 7.30 tonight uh, with boys action at uh, 4.30 today, as well with Fruta and Central out at Palisade High School. Corey, appreciate it. Thank you so much, and and best of luck this weekend. Thanks for jumping on with us this morning.
2: Appreciate it, Jim. Have a good day.
1: You too. Take care. Corey Hitchcock, coach of the Palisade boys basketball team. So quickly, we'll, we'll go through the schedule once again. Talk about a lot of stuff going on. you got Warrior Classic tomorrow out at Central High School. Palisade Basketball Tournament with uh, both boys and girls uh, tournaments out at Palisade going on this weekend. It starts today. So here's the schedule for uh, what you, uh, if you're going to go out there today, in uh, the boys, Central faces Mead. Ferdinand Monument takes on Delta. Both those games are at 4.30. Palisade gets Montezuma-Cortez. Grand Junction-Silver Creek, that's at 7.30. And then on the girls' side of it, it's Fruto Monument against Delta, Central against Meade. Those games are at 3 o'clock. Bulldog girls uh, take on Devlin with Grand Junction facing Silver Creek. Both those games are at 6 o'clock tonight. And uh, and once again, it, you, there will be championship games for the boys and the girls coming up this Saturday out at Palisade High School. So make sure you get out there and check it out, the Palisade Boys and Girls Basketball Tournament. All right, 7.55, Jim along with the Buckeye Boy today. Thoughts about Russell Wilson? should, And maybe it should be even more than just should he play Sunday, Buckeye, or not play Sunday?
0: I say shut him should, down. Should
1: Russ just be shut down the rest of the season?
0: He's got all these other maladies, right?
1: Right. Well, he's had the hamstring, though. That looks like that's improved with what we saw mobility-wise on Sunday, but still has the the shoulder issue mm-hmm. and now a concussion. So we've got some thoughts. Dexter or call us today. 970